Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood after one of the all-time insane, incredible Ravens regular season games that I can remember. A win over the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. You can hear the background. Banks is walking home from the games. So he's on the ramp at M&T Bank State Walk Home. I just walked back from the bar. Artie Keith at his house. Thanks. I'll just throw it to you from the scene. I, just an insane football game. You were there for just give me your initial reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's an insane football game. We spent the entire second half just feeling like we were chasing points. Like, we know what they're capable of. They're going to go down the field and they're going to score every time they, they have the football. And so we got stops along the way that we needed, but um, – I mean, the, the end of the game happened so fast, and I don't even know, like, man, like, the team just came up so clutch, and we just, like, got to play when we needed to. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like, like the, the whole buzz of this entire place, especially stadium after not having been here for two years, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I'm looking out over. Uh, uh, we, we may uh, have lost. This is gonna be this is this is gonna be the experience of him trying to pop. Oh. <laughs> Do you have me? Or am I there? Am keep I there? Back again. Keep going. Keep going. Keep ripping. Yep. Keep going. Yeah. 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 Where I don't know where you lost me, but I'm looking out over the parking lot, at over at Horseshoe Casino. The fact that we just found a way, because because the entire second half, you're just you're just thinking about okay. It, like scoring on every drive is cool, but it's it's like we have to find a way to stop them at a certain point along the way in order to change the tide of the game. And we kind of did that, and then we finally like like we just got one stop, and then the game was in our control, and we took a we took one long drive in the fourth quarter that eventually put us up, and it should have put us up by more. I don't know why that illegal. It was a bad call. I'll finish that statement call. for him. Yeah, we'll finish that statement. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. It was a, it, 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 the, the call had really no no explanation. And as he says, like, you're, you're, you go through that drive. But that, that was really – game. Sometimes you just finish games. Other teams just don't have the opportunity to. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just a guy who's, who's walking down the ramp here at M&T Bank Stadium, maybe had a few – if not more than a few, having a great time, ecstatic about a win. Um, I mean, <laughs> this matters a lot to this team. We've been chasing, like, I know it's a win over a Chiefs team. It's just a single regular season win. But it matters. It does matter to say, hey, we can go out there and control the tempo and control this football game and beat this team. It matters. It does matter. We can do this now. We can do this in January. It matters. So, um, you know, Lamar had this game in his crosshairs in 2018. Maybe he didn't in 2019 per se. But I know the narrative is that he couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes, but he did it tonight. And I feel like that's, that's at least something. As, as terribly as the game started today, he changed the narrative. So, I'm I'm fired up. I'm so fired up about this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's certain. There's a lot of directions to go here. 
I think that the one thing that is certainly going to mean something to the locker room, to the people in the organization, is ultimately to get where the Ravens want to go. This is the dragon. They have to slay when you get to the playoffs. And they just haven't done it um, in the regular season. And to have that victory in the fashion that it happened, you know, this, this obviously did not start the the way the Ravens would have won. I mean, Lamar throwing a pick six on the first drive at that point, you're like, well, you spot a team like this seven points. How do you win this game? Even if the Ravens had come back and lost this by seven had lost it by 10 had lost it by three, you think, well, you spotted them seven. I mean, that you're not going to get away with that against a team like the chiefs. I was struck, and, and there's a million directions to go in terms of, you know, the X's and O's and the way this game went. The resilience that they showed coming out of Monday, the narrative of Monday, the way they played on Monday. And we questioned, we questioned on this show, I mean, we questioned their ability to play hard for four quarters, maybe their heart a little bit. I mean, I think we, we kind of put that into the ether a little bit. I think other people talked about it this was a resilient four quarters of football that I was incredibly impressed with. And to me, this is a, this is a win from an organization that has tremendous culture. You don't win this game coming out of what happened on Monday, the questions, the injuries, the amount of guys they're trying to infuse to kind of put this thing back together to a certain extent after all the guys they've lost. If you don't have incredible organizational culture, this is an incredibly impressive win to me. One of the most impressive wins I can remember. And I know it's at home. The Ravens have that advantage, an incredibly electric atmosphere. Baltimore in general, I wasn't at the game. I was out in the city in an electric atmosphere for the entire day. For them to come out of it, for them to come out of it and win the game in the fashion they won it is is an ode to from down to the players what the entire thing means and and, and the, the culture that they have. It, it's incredibly impressive. And that, that is my overall takeaway from the four quarters. And we, we have a lot of time to talk about individual drives and things like that. But just a, just a tremendous organizational that is That is my kind of top-level takeaway on the whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. It was – you said impressive. I mean, everyone went into this game thinking, well, if they lose by less than 10, I think everyone will be satisfied and happy. And like you said, we talked about it on the show last week, this week, earlier this week, whatever it was. Like, are the fans going to be up for the game, you know, with, with the way Monday ended and it's Sunday night, blah, blah, blah. Did it deflate it? I don't think it – looking at this, I don't think they deflated it at all. Like, or they weren't deflated at all. Like, they were, to, they were totally in the game. And, again, every, every, every opportunity that, that the Chiefs had to kind of – even when they were up 11 and, and kind of, like, widening their margin, it was like the fans stayed in it. The fans kept it going. Um, I mean, I mean, impressive is, is the, is the correct word. There's no, I don't think there's a, any other word to describe it. It was a, it was an awesome game. Just, just from an outsider looking in Lamar was awesome. Take away those, you know, the, the first quarter basically, but I mean the D and even the defense, the defense stepped up big when they needed to, they got the step, they got the stops, uh, obviously away with the fumble. And of course, as it would work out, who, how did the Ravens get that pick where they got uh OA at what? 31 traded. Um, I'm not kind of came full circle there, which was, uh, which is kind of neat. And uh, obviously I don't, cause I don't even know if Banks has seen it. Taylor, I think you saw it. The Lamar, do you want to go for it clips? I mean, those are going to be legendary in Baltimore. The, the, the Harbaugh yeah. looking at, you know, Lamar and you, NBC had it perfect. Cause you could read his lips perfect. And Lamar and he's screaming at him, Lamar, Lamar, 
You want to go for it? You want to, all right, we're going to go for it. It's like, that's, and I hate to compare it to it, but it's almost like, that's like the Philly Philly. Like that, it, like people are going to remember this game and that play and that play call in that fourth quarter for a long time. And, and, and that's, the, that's, and, and, and the other thing, that's the right call under that. Oh, hundred percent. You have to, if he doesn't go for that, who, Oh boy. Stern would probably, you know, put in his resignation tonight if, if John Harbaugh did not go for them. But also, but here we go. What is, what is Lamar going to say? Lamar's not going to say no, of course. No, he wants to make the Washington. It was always going to be Stern. I mean, Stern's going to go always. I mean, I'm, I'm standing there in, in Section 528 uh, just screaming, like, we have the game in our hands. All we got to do is gain one yard. And there's nothing that I don't think any football team on the planet does better than the Baltimore Ravens is it gained one yard. And so we should just lean into our in like like into our strength there. And that's exactly what we did tonight. And so we got one yard and we finished the game. I mean it, it was never a question that they were going for, I don't think. I know Allen I mean kind of like well I don't know what do you do? I, I, I don't think I don't think most football coaches are going for that, but that's that's the difference between us and other football teams. I, I mean, I think it's the right call. I think it's the right call 10 times out of 10. And, again, especially with the Ravens, I think it's the right call 15 times out of 10. Especially, especially the other team that's on the field there. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is throwing 25 yards past him. That, that's just what's happening. I mean, it's just it's such an inevitability. Just take it out of his hands. And just take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And if, they, if Lamar doesn't run it and then they hit a free throw in it, at least give it back to him. If you have the ability to not give it back to him, don't give it back to him. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, he is to me uh, the most petrifying player I can remember playing against. Like Brady in his prime, and Brady now, honestly, is was petrifying to play against. Mahomes is just a just different vibe of like you just calmness, know coolness, not a lot like, you can do. And so to have the ability to have one yard to get to just take the the entire thing out of that guy's hands. That's just a show of respect to how good he is. And if you're Patrick Holmes, that's just the ultimate show of respect. To essentially give away a field goal, to try to get one yard, to keep him off the field, fair play. And you, you put it in the hands of the best player. This is a – I think Lamar Jackson is the, is the storyline to talk about here. He, you know, at, at the beginning of the game, the narrative is, is going firmly against him to throw the pick six, to look the way he did. From the pick six on, he was a little uneven in the first half at times. He was tremendous in the second half and took the game over in the fourth quarter, doing exactly the things that everyone always wants of him, that everyone asks him to do to prove some, you know, whatever the thing is that you have to prove to be an elite quarterback. He did those things tonight. And just because he didn't do them, you know, throwing the ball over the yard, he, he was totally in control of what they were doing in the fourth quarter. And that was a – the drive to take the lead is a drive that the rest of his career almost should be based on at this point. He had reached a certain – that is a drive that he would be able to go back to time and time. That was and for, and for, for a guy like Greg Roman, who was, you know, under the, under the microscope, really couldn't have called a better game. I thought that the offense – 
for the most part, throughout the game was called incredibly well. It, 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 I over the moon of how it happened. I, I completely agree with you, Taylor. I think, I mean, I, the entire second half, I look at the scoreboard and I see 35-24, and I think to myself, like, how the heck are we going to do this? Because we just – and you have to give credit, obviously, to the defense with, with the way they stepped up, but – you look at that scoreboard and you're thinking to yourself, like, how is there a way? How, what is, what is the trajectory? Like, whatever it might be, like, how do we find ourselves out in front of winning this football game? And they stayed patient. They stayed patient. They continued to run the football. They continued to play their type of football, like in terms of, of running the offense that they have. And I, there was no panic. There was no panic. And I think that, um, the, the narratives that, that follow the way that they play football is really prone. If you listen to the outsiders, it's really prone to thinking that outsiders, like, it could affect the way that you think football should be played per se. And they just stuck to the pattern. They stuck to the play, and they continued to move the football down the field, and they just didn't panic. And they just continued to move the football down the field, and they scored – and, I mean, I could go into it nonstop about, I mean, the, the, the illegal man downfield was nonsense. I don't know what that was about. It was made up. But um, they stayed with it, and they, I mean, I can't believe that I'm walking through, you know, walking through uh, Baltimore here, and there's a big crowd just kind of flowing out, big happy crowd, and I'm just having a great time with it. I mean, I'm, I'm freaking thrilled. Yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it, it was cool to, you know, have the city kind of a light for a game like this. This is obviously the opposite feeling of what happened last year when the Ravens played the Chiefs on Monday night, and there was no one on the stands, and the Chiefs kind of ran away with the game. Um, I, OA is a thing, man. He is a thing. I, I, I think a freak. I mean, that Such is a, a that is an incredible play to come out. First of all, Edward Tolera, the way he was carrying the ball. I mean, that's a whole different discussion. They can have on the That was a joke. Oh, to come around and make that play, just stab at the ball. Just a ton of awesome sense to make that play. Um, and, and, the beauty, and the beauty of what from my side is, I I don't even know what you're talking about yet, and when I do, I'm gonna be so fired up about it. No, I, I mean to, to strip Edwards Lair there is just that's an all time like I'm here, I'm in the moment, and he was good the rest of the game. He was good the entire game. And is 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 the no sacks? Someone sent us a question. Are we no longer concerned that he had no sacks in college? We are no longer concerned that he had no sacks in college. He is clearly a big time talent, and that was a, that's an all time play. That's the play that makes you remember best. He's an unbelievable factor. I mean, he was. I, I mean, even even in the flat, like I see him affecting plays in ways that you just don't see. For anybody, let alone somebody who's uh, their second game in the league. So, man, man, I'm I'm all over the place here, but we got this one. We got you, this one. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Javon Curtis, his rookie year. Just like oh, big, God. super, super strong, just a freak athlete and super fast. Also, great video of Jackson Mahomes throwing a water bottle all over some Ravens fan. It's like right in his face uh, after the game. So. In the actual stadium? Yeah. 
Jackson Mahomes is the worst of the worst. And no, Jackson Mahomes and the Chiefs family are like up in this like box, and it's pro- it's almost like eye level or like a little. Bit above them. And is and Jackson Mahomes just dumps the water all over this kid, yelling as loud as he can at Jackson Mahomes' face. So. <laughs> What's crazy about the Jackson Mahomes thing is his brother seems like such a good dude and such a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Like, what happened? Like what happened there? Um, no, what was the bags? Give us like a, a, a sort of survey of the scene in the stadium. Obviously, there are 70,000 people there that can experience that, but there are a ton of people that won't. I have a lot of those 70,000 people walking past my house right now here in Fed Hill. Sound very excited. What was the atmosphere? Like? Uh, I, I'm literally one of them. They shut them down. They shut them down. They just, straight, they just muted them. They, they don't want them to talk about it. They don't oh. want them to talk about it. You hate to see it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's and it's almost like a shame. I'm here. Now he's back. All right, go go go. I'm here. I could knock on your door right now. I've been front of your front door. Wow. There you go. Um. Anyways, I heard your question. Yeah. I heard your question. It's it, the place just had this this feeling like the Chiefs were just gonna do what they were gonna do. Like they were supposed to close out the game and contain like control because they were going to score every time down the field and then just one stop and I feel like it was just in doubt and we just kind of showed up and I feel like the stadium was loud and we made the one play when we needed to I mean I don't really know what more to say about it yeah it it was it was did you get all that yeah we did it's fun to be out like at the bars, sort of seeing the energy there um, and people being excited. RDT, from your perspective, other than like the main sort of characters, what was your sort of take of the game? I thought the offensive line, it was a huge bounce back game for the offensive line, but what was your sort of takeaway from that? Offensive line for sure. I mean, I mean, I know. Lamar only getting sacked once, again, with the Villanueva going to left tackle and all that, that whole storyline, like, he only got sacked once. And, and I know they – I feel like they got stopped behind the line of scrimmage a little bit, like, in the first half. Second half, it seemed like they were going to do what they wanted against the Chiefs. Um, also, I mean, Hollywood Brown, he's, he's back to Hollywood. He is Hollywood in, like, all capital letters. I see you rocking the 15. The five changed him, man. He's, he's back, and, and I'm seeing the quotes from him where he's like, I didn't think I was going to play all week. He said he woke up this morning and decided to play. Now, I don't know how much of that is just like a little. He's not here saying like him pump himself up, but I thought he played awesome. Um, I mean, again, the big takeaway. I mean, it's just it's it's Lamar and how and how. I mean, the, and the running attack. They were 251 yards. What was it like? There was like six minutes left in the first, and they were like, oh, the Ravens already had 100 yards rushing, and it was kind of, again. And like I, I just I never thought the Ravens were out of it. I was texting friends, being like, they're gonna win this game. This game is not like is not done, and and. Obviously, we all saw how it ended, and uh, it was arguably one of the best regular games we've seen in a long time. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in there in the stadium, and I continue to watch the game. And obviously, the score dictates how you're going to feel about it. But I look up at the scoreboard in the you know the four corners of the stadium, and I see how much we're running the football, how much we're we're outgaining the other team and I think to myself like hey like we're we're doing our part here we just need to not turn over the football the way that we did a couple times early which Lamar people are going to remember those those interceptions or whatever they might be but like hey 
Like, we, we had a chance in the football game for, you know, at halftime, and, and he didn't make any mistakes in the second half. Like, we executed, and we really just finished the game better than the Chiefs did. If there's not a fake statue of Lamar hand down on, the, like, the goal line, him flipping into the end zone by tomorrow, like, in front of M&T Bank, then the Ravens have failed. But also, people were like, what if they called him for taunting there? Like, the, like he better calm down. And that's – like, you saw it today. There was a play in the Titans-Seahawks game where they called a defender for taunting on, like, a very, very – and, again, with these refs, who the hell knows what they were going to do, but – that I mean that that was a pretty awesome moment too. That was uh there might have been a riot had they called taunting. You you touched on how you touched on Hollywood Brown. I thought Hollywood Brown is low-key kind of the story of this game. I, I, I think that he really put his imprint throughout the entirety of the four quarters in a variety of different ways. Obviously, the touchdown was huge. He just played with the sort of abandon and confidence and you know for lack of a better term he just had like the shit to you that you need to be a top flight receiver and at times he's shown that I don't think he's shown it a lot of times through the four quarters of a game and really been like a demonstrative factor he's caught touchdowns done a variety of things in his career but to like really be the main option in the passing game throughout the game and and to kind of almost at times seem like that when he got open, he was a little bit unstoppable. That's probably too demonstrative of a word to say, but there were times where I was like, just continue to feed him the ball. Like there's really no need to, you know, you know, Mark Andrews, fine, Sammy Watkins, fine. You know, they, they didn't have big games, but they 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 did enough. And and clearly Lamar Jackson was is the dominant offensive force and storyline at the game. But I was incredibly impressed by Hollywood Brown, especially considering coming off the injury and all the talk that has surrounded him throughout his career. Does he, does he, does he deserve the name? He's changed the number. He's this. He's that. Blah, 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 blah. This is, to me, his most impressive game as a Raven. And I think that it's well-deserved you know, for him to have come through all of that and have a game like this on the stage that he did. He was very good tonight. He was the Oklahoma, You're right to be Oklahoma Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right to be impressed by him. He he caught the ones that he did, but he there was also a play, uh, I think it was in the red zone, where I mean, the ball was snapped and he was wide open and it took way too long. And, and this is a rare example where I'm going to kind of pick, pick Lamar out, but he was wide open. It was going to be a touchdown. And there's examples where the offense that's been drawn up because he's so dangerous. He's a dangerous individual. He's so quick. He's small. Um, we really have we really have some guys that really can blow this offense up wide open. And uh, I I mean I think it was a second down. I I'll have to go back and find it. But there's a throw that he has where Lamar tries to force it to him, and uh, the the window just closes just in time where he can't make a big play of it, but Hollywood was wide open. It was going to be a touchdown otherwise. Um, point being, I guess, is that, uh, I don't know, Hollywood had a great game. He obviously was wide open. I think everybody who had the kind of, you know, presence in the stadium where they saw the play developing was like, oh, my God, you got to get the ball there. Like, he was wide open for that touchdown. Broken kind of play. Um, they got it to him, touchdown. I mean, 
he's a dangerous individual. He had a great game, and uh, that's exactly what you want him out there for. I mean, he's uh, – you, you got other guys that maybe compliment him, but he's supposed to be the, the primo guy that uh, the rest of the, the defense has to respect. And so Hollywood Brown, great game tonight. It could have been even better, but awesome game all around. Um, many people are asking if he's the best number five in Ravens history. Don't do that. I, I'm just the, – the people are asking. Maybe we'll put Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. Nobody's actually meaning that other than you're dumbass. <laughs> I actually had – I had the Hollywood Brown jersey on when I was out, so I had people asking me. I had the, I had the 15. There had you multiple, go. Had multiple people talking to me about how upset they were that he's wearing five. <laughs> multiple <laughs> I ran into. So good. That you were in which? I'm in the Hollywood 15. I was in the Hollywood 15. So and people like, oh, were upset it. at your 15. What do you say? People were upset at your 15. No, they're upset that he changed his number to five. Ah. They were like, "Oh, that's what Hollywood's number should still be." And I was like, ah. "I'm just kind of here to watch the game." Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, I'm having, man. I'm not having these conversations right now. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care. Um. Cool. Just, just a really good. I, I mean, Greg Roman. You defend Greg Roman every week on quarterbacks. Hell of a game for him. All things considered, you just got to be patient. I mean, you just have to understand what your football team is capable of and what you're gonna do, and you just gotta commit. You gotta commit to the fact that we're a team that runs the football, and sometimes it's gonna look bad. What do you fall behind? And you just got to stick to the plan. You got to stick to the plan. And obviously there's going to be times where you're just too far behind the ball and you're going to have to change the plan. But this just wasn't an example. And we fell behind by two scores here in the second half that we so easily could have quit on the game plan. And we could have tried to force throw on the football. Greg Roman deserves so much credit to just – commit to run the football with Tyson William and Lamar Jackson and doing what he does and going out there and just remaining balanced and going out there winning the football game and just trying to just retain control of the entire thing. So you just got, you just got to give respect where it's due. Thank God Devin Duvernay caught that ball in the first quarter. <laughs> that was the biggest biggest catch of the night. Devin Duvernay doesn't even have a catch tonight. Biggest catch of the night for Mr. Duvernay. Um, oh, what a game. What an incredible game. Is that, the, is that the biggest – that's the biggest regular season win in Ravens history, correct? <laughs> no? You want to know what the, the biggest regular season win in Ravens history is? Go on. As, as I throw my key into my front door and I'm finally, finally back home. Yeah, it's it's the one that's in Tennessee and Jeff Fisher and all that bullshit in 2000. That's probably the biggest one in, in the entire history of the franchise. But well, half the half the fans weren't even uh, don't even remember the game. But recency recency bias, I think this. Uh, okay. This is, sure. I think this is up there. This is, I mean, this is a win that restores a lot of faith in the season as a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is how big of a win it is. It's a huge win in the moment, clearly. It remains to be seen historically in the franchise how big of a win that it is. It, 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 it'll, it'll be easier a, in 20 weeks. It's a great win. Yeah. But it's like, if they are propelled from this, it is certainly, you know, could become in the pantheon of, of a really, really 
I mean, this is the team they could be. And they showed the Lamar stat. They showed his statistics against everybody and then against the Chiefs. And it was a – I literally haven't seen the stats from this game at all. I literally just uh, reacted and was so guess, excited. You guess Lamar's line? Um, give me a second here. I was just so ecstatic. I, you know, eventually made my way to the concert, uh, concourse – Took a piss, walked out, and said, "Hey, let's do a let's do the instant analysis." And so I, you know, we recorded half of this as I was walking down the uh, the ramp on the way out. So what it, what it, what is the line for Lamar? Let me think. He had two interceptions. Correct. He ran one at least one in, if not two. Two. Um, I think he threw maybe like twenty for thirty-five. For 270, threw for a touchdown, ran for two touchdowns, and then he had his, I don't know, two errors or whatever you want to call it. 18 for 26, 239, a touchdown, two picks, 16 carries, 107, and two touchdowns. 107 yards rushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tyson Williams, who we have not talked about yet, 13 carries for 77 yards. He was very good. Tonight. Of course, he's very good. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. Devontae Freeman, two carries for 29. <laughs> he had the one carry that was a huge carry. Long yeah. of 31. There you have it. Also, you know, you well, want to know a cool stat is Lamar and Mahomes had the exact same amount of yards, but Mahomes had three rushing yards. <laughs> Lamar had 107, but they ended up with the exact same amount of total yards. You're just like subtracting and adding and all that stuff from Mahomes. What do you mean? He's saying total I'm yards. Confused. Total rushing, yards. Total yards. Rushing, they both end up with like, I think it was 346 rushing, total yards. The, the, the fact that we neutralize him in that manner is like, that's the entire narrative. Well, and another thing is. I mean, is he, was, he was 24 for 31 for 343 and three toddies. He, he was only neutralized so much, but they neutralized. Yeah, him. he was really freaking good. But the idea, I think that's a takeaway tonight, is that he can be really good and we can also do things that are also collectively uh, yeah, really good, but um, kind of steal it and just be grittier. And I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's the one thing I'll say. It's not a good explanation that I'm giving here, but and I th- I think it will I think it will obviously behoove us to continue to break this down after you know I'm not watching at the bar and you're not watching at the stadium because you just consume the game in a different way when you're watching in that manner. You're talking blah blah blah. I think that the one thing that the Ravens did to the Chiefs is made them firmly one dimensional. I mean, the Chiefs could really not run the ball productively, and not that they ever do, but you know, they didn't have a really another option. And this option normally works out for them just tossing around the yard. I mean, they are, I mean, Travis Kelsey is unbelievable. Mahomes is unbelievable. Um, the one guy, I guess you could say they really limited was Tyreek. He was really a non-factor in the game. Yeah. Um, he had one catch on the sideline and that was pretty much it. But I remember just the idea that they just weren't going to let them run rampant in some ways that they generally do. So, I don't know. In some ways, it was a matter of, like, we're going to let you gain a lot of first downs. We're just going to let you gather them by the bucket. But we're going to try to find our opportunities to try to just end your drives. Does that make sense? Like, we're, we're just going to try to, like, 
cut their drive short and we just happened in that one given moment when exactly we needed it a big play was made so i don't know we're one yeah. one we're, yeah, we're right there at the top of the afc north i guess where you know in my head i had hoped to be one and oh trying to be two and oh here but ultimately um, one oh one is probably a very reasonable place where we we're gonna expect to be at this point in time and the other teams in the conference or the, the division or whatever, I don't know. Is anybody intimidated by them? Not one bit. So here we are. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge win to set yourself positioning wise for the rest of the year. Real quick too, obviously this game is kinda like an outlier because of the offense, but the points given up in the first two games, I think it's 69, which is nice. But, yeah. is that, I mean, that's got to – that's – again, and it's almost, it's almost unfair to talk about because it's the, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But I, I know they were saying I think it was the most, obviously, that the Ravens have ever given up in their first two games. And, uh, like, is that something to worry about going forward? I think that the more concerning defensive performance was last week than this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Again, like – I, I think they did some good things tonight. Um, I, I think that, you know, the Chiefs are going to kind of get theirs in most situations. The Ravens don't have the defense, especially with no Marcus Peters. Um, to they showed teeth tonight. They really they did. Showed teeth. I mean, they, 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 you know, they did enough. Ultimately, you're going to have to score. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of times like the Bucks where they just blow out the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and the Chiefs score nine points or whatever. You're mm-hmm. going to have to score to beat them. But I think that they – I mean, look, they made the play at the end. You know, they, you know, got the turnover. At some point, they were going to need to get turnovers, and they got two gigantic ones late in the game. I think that was looming the entire time where – I mean, I'm sitting up there in the 500s just watching as they they move the football and they punch it in. And I got super irritated about that that illegal man downfield because we needed every point we could get. Because I like it's one of those things. Versus, I I knew that we needed every point we could possibly get, and then we just you just sit there and you hope and you hope and you hope that the team could pull through with some clutch, I don't know, defensive stop or or some play that's just going to turn the tide. And and eventually they just got it. Like they just that's that's sometimes the way that football goes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. It's going to be – and that you're going to need that – you're going to need eventually to find a couple takeaways to beat a team like that. And that's how normally yeah. – I think that's normally how teams have felt about the Ravens for the last two years. Like, we need yeah. takeaway because we can't stop them. That's a great point. I mean, that, that's always been the formula when we think about the Chiefs, and I'm sure that every team that's played us, exactly like you said, the last two years, we've been so dominant and – you look at point differential statistics, like we're just a dominant team and you look at us and um, the way that we control games, especially when we get ahead, that something's just got to change. Something's going to change the tide. Um, That's what made it somewhat at halftime for, at least for me, as I was there in the stadium, I felt like it was over um, as we sit, we like we're there in the stadium because it felt like the chiefs had not just done such a great job of closing out games and, over everyone in general, but especially over us. Um, and the fact that we found a way to just kind of grind it out and uh, just 
drive down the field when we got opportunities and win. It's so gratifying. It's so freaking gratifying. So I, I don't know. Feels amazing. Now they're on Detroit next week and then at Denver before coming home for the Colts. So it, it, it's, it's so funny how I looked at who, you know, I was at the bar and I just said to myself, like, this is only week two. The amount of sort of like swings of emotions that have already happened in two weeks and energy, you know, obviously given off by the team and everyone that's there, but also the fan base. I mean, what a two weeks. Now you hopefully that you, you want this to kind of calm down for the next three to four weeks <laughs> as you kind of roll through and hopefully kind of start to stack some wins on top of this win. Um, I do have to make one apology. Uh, and then I'll, I'll let you guys have your final thoughts here unless we want to keep going. Uh, I did say that Alejandro Villanueva would be off this team by week six. I have to apologize to him. He was good tonight at left tackle. And they did a lot more than helped him because I just don't think – I think that Lamar got the ball out of his hands a little quicker. He didn't have to go against – you know, I just think the defensive ends last week were, were a little bit of a worse matchup. He was playing out of position. So credit, credit to the guy who they went to the quote and he compared, you know – it to jumping out of airplanes. It was so, a ridiculous. I love how I had him run away. I hate that I had to criticize him last week, but he was bad. Uh, <laughs> Incredible quote from him. Incredible. Was, quote. I, I wish I'd taken a picture of that quote. It was like, it's just like jumping out of airplanes. What a guy. Well, he did the, it reminded me back when I was in the army. And in the like, army. Wait, what, wait, you what, were in the army? Were you in no. the army? Were you in the oh, army? Also, all time quote or all time tweet by Skip Bayless where he talks about the coaches in the command playing to win instead of not to lose, putting a superstar quarterback in position to do what he does greatest and win the game. Jim Harbaugh, I salute you. Got to skip just playing the hits. Skip just absolute playing the hits. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's my takeaway. My last takeaway. Stephen A was upset about the Ravens celebrating their pick down eleven. <laughs> That's his one tweet about the game. Well, also, it. look at how he said. He, well, said. he said, you've given up – to." oh, okay, he's talking about the Ravens' defense game because he said, you've given up 28 points, you're down 35-24. And people are like, you just gave up two different point totals. But I knew what he – I got what he was saying. Mm. Mm, how'd it turn out? Stephen A., your guy, Banks. Pretty pivotal. Stephen A., yeah, I mean, he's always going to throw the pot. I'm not going to hold it against him. Whatever. I mean, in due time. Can you give us or can you give us any, uh, Eric? You were, I think, a little more locked into the broadcast with the audio. Uh, let me tell you what the angst about Collinsworth amongst Ravens fans is so funny to me. He's really not that bad. I don't know why everyone hates him. People hate him. What were your Collinsworth thoughts? Any good Collinsworth stuff tonight? I just couldn't hear him. I was. Just... Um, I don't think anything. Uh, Al Michaels sounded he's he sounded like he had had a couple. He said the oh, inner, the inner Harvey. He said, "Oh, you're looking, you're looking at the inner Harvey." He's like, "What? Wait, what?" What? I have to give NBC one thing here. Them There's more showing, places than just the inner Harvey. Them showing Power Plant live oh, as like yeah. one of the scenic shots almost made me like walk out of the bar and go home. <laughs> that is just an. I mean, no offense to Power Plant. No offense to Power Plant. Power Plant, Power Plant no, you should say that. offense to Power Plant. You Power should Plant absolutely lean into that. Yeah, I'm too diplomatic. Power Plant Live sucks. Sucks. It sucks, and it has nothing to do with Baltimore. It's a tourist trap that people go to, which is fine. That it it, it has a purpose. I understand what purpose is. It stinks, and the fact that they're rolling through it with a freaking gimbal cam 
Stadium thing is like, you know, this is Baltimore. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not Baltimore. Like, get out of power plant, you clowns. Such a bad job by NBC. Such a bad job by the research people. Sorry, NBC. Do better. Power plant. No, I, I, don't, I don't think there – I mean, on the broadcast-wise, I don't think there was anything. I think the call when, when O.A. made the – when they, they – I think they said, oh, no, O.A., you know, when they were like, oh, it was O.A. that knocked it out. I think that was the call. I may have just seen, thought I saw or heard that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm always fine with Collinsworth and Michaels. Michaels just sounded like – he was a power plant for a little bit before. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I had a couple drinks at PBR. What a joke. <laughs> yeah, the, the Baltimore Lane Park. PBR. PBR, and it's awful. God, yeah. yeah. He's riding the bull on Saturday night. We brought the cameras in <laughs> to really check out a Baltimore historic. A bull, yeah, a real Baltimore establishment there. Uh, Babe Ruth Parkin. used to come to PBR when he was living here. Well, that's the worst part. <laughs> you, that's the worst part. You have, like, and I'm sure, I mean, they've done the thousands of night football games here. I'm sure they've done these things. You have, like, a baseball guy in Michaels. Just do the Babe Ruth thing every single time. He's a baseball guy. Just do it. You just literally have his birth house, like, tw- like 250 feet behind you. Do the Edgar Allan Poe thing. Make college. Be like, oh, Al, I, I didn't study that poetry in high school. Just do, the, <laughs> do it. Just do it. Don't, like, do the sweeping shot through freaking a manufactured corporate <laughs> bar scene. Are you that, they, that they have in every city. I cannot believe that. I was stunned, legitimately stunned. Oh my god, I hate power plants so much. So much. I already hate the fucking narrative that I'm looking at. I'm just, just sitting here looking now that we've kind of concluded, I think, all the things we're gonna touch on, which is uh yeah, power plants a joke. Anyways, um Lamar Jackson finally leads Ravens over Chiefs 36-35. Great win. Um, it's just irritating to me because he had him beat three years ago. Like his defense just kind of like just kind of blew it. I don't know. There's the whole narrative that Lamar just can't do given things in general. It's so freaking irritating to me. And the fact that he 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 threw the pick six early, and he could have so easily just packed it in and just like not, you know, just use that. You know, he wasn't going to use that as an excuse or anything, but um, the fact he won in despite of that, like, it's just so impressive to me. I think he, he had a quote where he talked about, obviously, and this is what you would expect, he said that those, that those two pissed him off. Like, yeah, and, and again, you can kind of see it, like, you know, that obviously he was not thrilled with them. Oh, of course. Like, why would you be thrilled with it? But Yeah. Um, this Jackson is so ridiculous, by the way. He's such a – Yeah, just, just looking at the drive chart here, it's interception, touchdown, uh, touchdown, touchdown, interception, and then, you you know, you kind of settle into the usual drive chart. But uh, he, he knew that the margin of error for him tonight was, like, very thin given that, like, you know, all the injuries and all those types of things. And – he didn't really get intimidated by it, and he continued, and him and Greg Roman just continued to to play football in the way that they planned to, and I, I, I can't be more thrilled with just the fact that they didn't get too, like, worked up in the fact that they tried to throw the ball so much. You know, they got down by a score, and then down by a score again and again and again, and they and eventually in the second half, by multiple scores, 
what they did against Tennessee in 2019 is they panicked and threw too much. And I think that they just kind of like settled in and said, Hey, we're going to run the football successfully. Cause we know that that's, that's something we can do, you know, consistently. And that's exactly what they did. And they just kind of ran their way back into the game. And that's so impressive to me. And I think that they should, they should hold that ideology into the, uh, you know, moving forward and just not be intimidated when they get down by a score or maybe two scores in the future, knowing that they can, you know, run the ball as successfully as they can. I mean, they're, they can shop. They can absolutely shop. You know what, too? One, th- one thing that Collinsworth did love, I, I don't know if it was on the drive to take the lead or the, the, the drive before it. I think Lamar scored on both. But um, he, he was running the ball up the right sideline. And instead of going out of bounds, he, like, trucked the defender and, like, you know, got maybe two or three extra yards. But Collinsworth was like, that's a guy playing to win. That's a guy. He's not going down, you know, out of bounds. Like, he – it was like he wanted to send, like, a message and a statement. Like, because, again, you've seen him run out of bounds at that same spot 50 times. Yeah. And he, like – I think he's – He initiated contact and went through. I think he's got a really acute sense of when he can just go out of bounds and just – or when he can try to gain an extra four or five yards. And mm-hmm. um, – I think tonight was one of those examples where it was like enough is enough. I need to just take it upon myself. And I think that instinct also took over in the second half last week. And I think that's why we put ourselves in a position. I mean, <laughs> you look at last week. I mean, we were, we were on the ropes. We, we were beat. We were beat. And Lamar Jackson just kind of took some snaps and, and made shit happen where he put us in a position to win and a 55-yard field goal by the opposition – you know, if he misses that field goal, like, we're looking at a 2-0 team. Like, it, obviously, you can look at some little things like that on every side of every team probably. But you get what I'm saying. Like, he he put us in position to win that game with multiple scoring drives in the fourth quarter. And then this week, he did a lot of the same things. And I think that when you, when you step back for a minute, I think Lamar Jackson should be respected in a very serious manner about the way that he's stepped up and been clutch. Not that he's been perfect by any means and not that he shouldn't be, um, I don't know, uh, criticized for some of the mistakes he's made early in games, but he's made big plays in moments where they matter. And he put his team's position to win last two weeks and we're one-on-one now, and there's a lot of opportunity for us to win a lot more games. And I love I, – I just love our, our roster for us to, to make something happen out of this season, despite all the injuries. I think that his resiliency in the performance is a little – is a personification of the team's performance tonight. Because I think – Well said. In the middle of the second quarter, I – the thought crossed my mind – because we, you know, I think about like, oh, what do I say at the end when we do this podcast? I was ready to crush him. I mean, he was, even though they scored in the first quarter on the drive, he was bad. Like, he was bad he was. on the pick. He was not good on that drive. They ran the ball great. It wasn't him, really. He was then through another pick, and it was a horrible decision. A horrible yeah. decision that he threw that ball. And whether you want to question the play call, you just can't throw that pass. You have a field goal. You can't throw that ball. You got to – you gotta, you gotta either, you know, dive on the ground or try to get a couple yards in the, you know, you know, scramble. You can't throw that pass. You just simply can't throw it out of the back of the end zone and kick a field goal with the best kicker in the league. 
you know, they scored the touchdown in the second quarter. I think the turning point, the the drive they got to get the field goal to make it 21-17 was a huge turning point in the game. I think that mm. gave them confidence going in. It's obviously three points they ended up needing. You win the game by one point. You needed every single point. That was a huge drive, and I thought Lamar executed really well on that drive. But, you know, credit to him because that thing could have seriously spiraled. I mean, that could have spiraled in the same way that the Bills playoff game did a little bit for him where, you know, it just doesn't – it's kind of not going perfectly. He continues to press. He continues to press. Credit, credit to him for not pressing, kind of playing his way back into the game to a place where he really made the difference down the stretch. Because through about a quarter and a half, maybe a little less than a quarter and a half, the storyline of the game was how bad he was. I mean, that, yeah. that's just the, the fact of the matter. And, and 100%. 100%. I, we on this show, I think, continually defend Lamar Jackson. I will – continue to go back for him but I I was like this guy is bad right now like this is just he's got to play at a certain level to beat a team like this and he's not there like he's just simply not there and credit to him for coming out of that and being great for the final two and a half quarters it's phenomenally said and I I look at that and I think about okay did he go look at himself in the mirror so to say metaphorically or did you know the coaches say hey we're gonna do this that we're gonna commit to this type of battle like in terms of our strategy in terms of run the football whatever we're gonna do like I don't know whatever it is something changed they continued because because I throughout that football game and I think that's this kind of the mental warfare you play against the Kansas City Chiefs is that you just believe that they're going to score on every drive that they have the football. So you have this, this immense pressure that you have to match them over and over. And that's, that's an incredible pressure that you have to try to match. And I think the fact that they maybe did that to some degree, but also didn't panic and scored when they could and just kind of bided their time and stuck together and just did what they did. Like, I don't know. It's it's that that's what makes this win tonight so fun. I I think. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think anybody in that stadium thought that we had a real good chance at you know midway through the third or late in, or you know early in the fourth. Like I, we we just kind of we just kind of kept it together and gave ourselves a chance, and eventually like it came down to a play, and we just we just made a play. 90% of the time, you have to figure out a way to get into a controlled track meet with them. Because every game is going to essentially be a track meet. If you're in a chaotic track meet, you have no chance to win the game against them, for the most part. If you can figure yeah. out a way to get the track meet, the Ravens can't run the 100 meters against Kansas City, but if they can run the 1500, they've got a little bit more of a chance. They've got to like slow it down, and they slowed it down enough to win the game. And that's just going to how that's how it's going to have to go. And they did that, as you said, Banks, and you made a great point by sticking back to the principles of what their makes their offense go. I think when they played Tennessee in the playoffs two years ago, when this has been rehashed forty thousand times, we'll have to do it again. They felt like this is the Tennessee Titans. We can just do whatever we want, and eventually it's going to work. Whereas against a team like the Chiefs, you're so humbled by what they do, you have really no choice but to stick to what you do because otherwise you can't beat them at what they do. You can't. You just can't do it. They're the best at what they do. So you're not going to then go down by seven and be like, all right, Lamar, go out and throw it 55 times. You're not winning the game. You're just simply not winning the game. So good yeah. for sticking to what so, they did. So honestly, we, we started this, this incident analysis when I was literally on the 500 level of the stadium and uh, chatting and 
emotions were extremely high and I've had my opportunity to kind of like look at my phone and catch up on things as we talk, whatever. Like, Hey, we're talking about stern baby. Come on. We haven't really, I don't think you think we you said the word stern fourth and one from the Baltimore 43 to go for that and, and push that shit across. I know that we have not, not mentioned that, but come on. Analytics, like, I don't know that anybody's going for that a decade ago. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but um, I don't know that there's a bigger football play. I know the, the, the play in Seattle, fourth and two. Come on, coach, let's go for it. Lamar, like, showing his balls on that. Like, that's an awesome play. But maybe since then, this play tonight, them going for that, I don't know what the percentages are, whether it was really up for debate, whatever, but I got to give a shout out to Stern for saying, hey, fourth and one, let's go win a football game. Like, that fires me the hell up. Like, just Stern coming up big there. Because we have the, we, we got the guys. I mean, Lamar, Lamar just running. I mean, yeah. Like there's, I I just don't think that there's a there's a better play for one yard in football than Lamar Jackson. I just don't think there's a better play. The the overused joke of the night by everyone on Twitter was John Harbaugh has bigger balls than Nicki Minaj's cousin. Everyone mm. had tweeted that out. Great joke, but everyone had tweeted it out. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> oh my gosh! We need Marty on for that one. Yeah, we need Marty. He would have enjoyed it. Yeah, he was with me watching this game. Um, yeah, what a win for the Ravens. There will be more to break down as we head towards the, the normal weekly show this week. But um, this certainly goes with last year's Cleveland Monday night game, as I think <laughs> on all time. Oh, my God, I can't wait to record this show as I was running home. Um, just a tremendous win. Um, great to get your perspective from the stadium, Banks. Um, and can't wait to continue to talk about this one as we head towards the week. What a win for the Baltimore Ravens. Hopefully everyone enjoys the show here and, and continues to feel the vibes from this win. I was just hearing people, seeing people tweet how they couldn't, they wanted to run through a wall, people walking past my house all excited. It's awesome stuff and, and great to have a full stadium back at MNC Bank Stadium. I think if you know we would have gotten to that way quicker had there not been so much this game. But that was a lovely, lovely, lovely sight to see uh, tonight, but I think that's enough for us right now. Um, RDT, Banks, myself, Taylor Smythe, instant analysis. As I said, we'll be back for the normal show this week. Appreciate our friend Marty Sum. I have to say, since I'm on now, filling in for me uh, this week as I was down for the count with a bit of illness. Thanks for Marty for jumping on and, and helping the pod as he does behind the scenes uh, for us pretty constantly. We will see you this week. Um, that is the instant analysis. The Ravens, 36 35 over the Chiefs on Sunday night football. What a football game. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.